Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first normal episode of the Gaming News Power Power, brought to you by Take This Studios. If you called our uh, first episode, that was the great Fallout debate with guest um, Katie Townsend, and uh, that's where it was. That's kind of like that's frozen in time. That's that that can last forever because we we may never get another single player Fallout game. Just a joke. Just a joke. We know where the money's at. Um, but today we start our yeah, normal do, show again. Does Bethesda know? That's the important part. Well, they know better than Blizzard. I know that much. Um, <laughs> Now, the, today we start our normal um, actual gaming news show. A brawl is surely brewing. Uh, my name is Spencer. My name is Lee. And uh, you probably heard us on the first episode if you listened to it. And uh, Lee, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I am actually somehow, I've never done this before, uh, on my way to third prestige in Call of Duty Black Ops 4. All right. Um, I've really been enjoying it. And I've actually gotten back into uh, uh, CS:GO as well. All right, Counter Strike Global Offensive. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, so, Call of Duty. What's your favorite part about the new Call of Duty? Like, what do you like best about it? Uh, I absolutely love getting spawn killed by twelve-year-olds. That's my okay. uh, my favorite. Cool thing. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I actually really like. Um, I really like the way the uh, objectives work on this one and stuff. Um, I feel, especially with the mercenary playlist and stuff like that, that, uh, Treyarch has done a good job of crafting a first person shooter game, uh, that still kind of obtains that like objective feel to it. I don't really play team deathmatch. Um, I think it's kind of boring, but I like objective game modes. I like playing overwatch and games like that. And I kind of have that feel in this one. But the specialists um, add like a kind of a different twist on it, and I've just really enjoyed some of the weapons and the settings and stuff on this one. Uh, and plus the blackout mode and the zombies, it, it feels like a like it's three distinct games that I got for the price of one. Yeah, as long so as the zombies doesn't crash on you, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been running around in a bright pink uh, fire suit uh, and you know incinerating people. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I like objective-based uh, shooters. That's why I've always gravitated towards Battlefield. However, the new Battlefield, Battlefield Five, uh, doesn't look like it's even all together when it launches. Like their their battle royale mode, like the blackout mode. Um, well, that's it, exactly how Battlefield's always been. So I don't really see the problem there. <laughs> well, to, to miss a whole mode at launch and not have it till oh. next March, it's like, well, by next March, my attention span is going to move on to other games. Like I don't there I I may have one multiplayer game that really drags on like my attention span like that and I don't know if Battlefield's gonna be able to do it which I've kind of moved away from shooters have kind of gotten I finally finally I'm finally feeling the the shooter uh, burnout that everyone else felt a few years ago so now it's yeah I jumped me. off of I jumped off of them for quite a while. Um, I, for, uh, the first part of the year, I think I did it for seven months. I didn't play any Bethesda games. Uh, and I just went around and I played 
completely different games that I've never played. I played a lot of old isometric games, uh, a lot of like real-time strategy games, uh, stuff like that. Had a lot of fun, um, but I just kind of felt the need to get back into the uh, the shooter arena, and I, I was pleasantly surprised by Black Ops 4 because it, it's a good game and it has its problems and stuff. But uh, we'll we'll get to the negativity. But I I just have to say I don't know of many triple um, A quote unquote games anymore that don't have their problems at launch and don't feel like a beta. But you know. If you, uh, yes, if you don't, didn't know, our show is a very positive-oriented show that holds its negativity in till the end, and that's when we unleash. Um, uh, it's just like your daily life. We, we hold it deep inside uh, and let it poison and burn us from the inside, and then we release it when we get home. Yes, um, exactly, and uh, that's that's perfect for the show if you want to hear the negativity you can skip to the last 10 minutes and that's when we get on our negative soapboxes the negative zone as we call it um (laughs) but speaking of a quality game made professionals that's the nicest thing i can say about one of the games i've been playing recently i've been juggling a bunch of games which i always do um i mean it's halloween time uh well it just got done we just got done with halloween time so in uh october i was balancing splatoon with overwatch with uh, Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th. Um, and then I threw in some Lego supervillains. I've been playing that a little bit. Uh, some Octopath Traveler. Um, and, of course, replaying the demo because I haven't actually bought the game yet. I was waiting for Black Friday deals, which just released today, and no one has it on sale, so I'm like, I guess I'm going to pay full price for the game. <laughs> uh, and I've, of course, been sunk into the Fallout 76 beta, which just ended tonight as we record this episode. Uh, loved it. I've loved LEGO Super Villains. Um, uh, LEGO Super Villains is a game that is a love letter to the animated series. You have Kevin Conroy back as Batman. Mark Hamill playing a very animated Joker, very different from his Arkham take. Same with uh, Tara Strong. I know Arlene Sorkin was the Harley Quinn of the animated series, but this Tara Strong really taps more into the animated series than she did in, in, in uh, the Arkham games. And you have a lot of voice actors in it. John Barrowman comes back and he plays the Dark Archer. And you just you have a lot of supervillains together and it's really neat. And all this, all the voice actors in there are really just... They're hamming it up in the best way. I mean, it's a Lego game. Uh, it plays like a Lego game. It has a decent amount of, like... Uh, uh, set changes and game style changes to make it not just seem like the same old thing like old Lego games would do a lot. I uh, really liked it. Octopath Traveler, of course. And part. ironically enough, it being a Lego game, uh, it actually had fewer bricks than the Fallout 76 beta did. Oh, yeah, especially if you played that thing on console. Um, jumping to Octopath Traveler real quick. Uh, <laughs> just want to mention because I'm just play, replaying the demo until I play as all of the characters just to get a feel for all the characters because they let you, you play the first three hours regardless and I can always get at least three characters in the first three hours um, and I really like it I've, I, I love all the different settings and areas that you can you go to when you recruit these characters and it's really neat I can't wait to um, unfortunately pay full price for the game and uh, get the game on, on my Switch for some JRPGing on the go I like turn-paced games. I'm on portable consoles. That's I, I really like that because it's pick-up-and-go uh, kind of stuff. Um, Fallout 76 beta. I, I've i been playing it on a PC that's 
it's like a it's an i7. It's got a, a ten seventy graphics card. It's not the biggest bangingest computer out there, but I have never dropped below sixty frames a second. Um, I have a, a my counter, my frame rate counter, and I've recorded all of the footage um, that I have played, even if some of it is. 15 minutes of me hiding from uh, a giant bat creature. Um, I'll be posting that with our first podcast overlaying it. Uh, just the audio of the first podcast over some of my gameplay. I'll be posting that to YouTube and just seeing how that goes. Um, huh. And just putting it out there for people that may want to want to see. Because some people don't believe that I don't have problems out of the game. And I'm like, I, I don't. I've never had a, a single frame rate issue. i never had a connection issue. Um, I, I was one of those people that downloaded the beta and then right before I launched it, found out it deleted my beta. So I had to redownload it. That took a whole 10 minutes. That was a slight hiccup, I guess, but it's, I've it's never used it. It's just annoying more than anything. Yeah, it's, it's just annoying, but the game is great. The first two betas, I played with groups of people. I actually teamed up with them and talked to them and stuff, and, and we did a lot of stuff. From there on out, I was a high enough level. I was about level 12 or 13, and I was that's a, that's a high enough level to where I went on my own single. Uh, I could have done it from the get-go, but I chose to then, and whenever I saw someone near, uh, near me, I would go help them out, or I'd seek them out on the map and see if they were doing an event and try to help them out, because I would have loved someone kind of over my power range to help me complete some quests. Uh, when I was low level, luckily I was a part of a team, so I tried to find people that weren't on a team. Very interesting world, very different, huge world. It's crazy the amount of stuff in this world, uh, the amount of um, crafting in the, in the game, and, and how much you'll want to just pick up every little thing uh, and invest in pack rat perks and stuff like that. It's... It, I love Fallout 76. Uh, I, my game of the year was almost going to be locked to be Far Cry 5 because I just didn't play any. I play. I've played everything that's come out this year. Um, that's had a you know any kind of story or online that I was interested in, and uh, Far Cry 5 was going to be my my favorite, and the Monster Hunter Worlds was going to be my second favorite. And it took that was back in January or February when those games launched. It took all the way to almost November for me to possibly decide once I get the full game we'll see Fallout 76 may be my favorite game of the year that's very surprising because I for the first time ever pre-ordered a digital game and that game was none other than Red Dead Redemption 2 and that game so this is the positive part of the podcast I'm going to say save it to the end save it to the end I'm going to say this game is a high quality game made by professionals that's what that game is. I won't say anything more about that. More <laughs> I have to say about Red Dead Redemption 2 will be at the end. But, um, so, okay. Spoiler alert, leave, he we're didn't leave it. enjoy it. Yeah, just, just enjoy the 20... I'm going to save it for the end, and we're going to jump into our quick news rundown. All right, so our quick news rundown, where we just we've read in de- in depth of these articles that I'm going to give credit to, and we're just gonna discuss them just a little bit. This is the news part of the show. We are a gaming news show. 
So, the first article is I ripped from Kutaku uh, from Nathan Grayson. Blizzard explains why Overwatch still doesn't have a black woman hero. Apparently, it is a... Uh, a little bit. There's a little bit of a contention on the internet about Overwatch not having a black female he- uh, hero, especially when they just unveiled their new hero, um, Ash, who was another cowgirl, cowboy character, um, and people were, I guess, upset with that. I thought she looked cool. Lee, what did you think of Ash? So, I like Overwatch, and. Um, I really like Ash. Uh, she's an interesting character and stuff. And w- one thing I would have to, to say to people, because here's the thing. I like diversity in games. Um, the one thing that aggravates me about these, uh, I would say, so-called hero shooters and, and hero games and stuff like that is I would prefer to just have a game where you can just create a character. I don't know why that's not more prevalent. It's It's easy to do. It's simple to do. Uh, you probably have to use fewer assets than this uh, to even do it and stuff, uh, even if you go about something like Destiny 2 did or whatever. I don't know why it's so hard to be able to just create a character that you want to create. That being said, um, the fact of the matter is you have... Uh, I heard some people saying, oh boy, we just got to reskin McCree. That's not really the case. Ash is a very different character from McCree, uh, and one thing I would have to say is I would urge the people that are upset about it and acting like Ash is the same as McCree uh, to really think that you cannot you cannot uh, look at how people are and compare a male uh, cowboy character to a female outlaw character uh, just because of the color of their skin and some of their genres. There can be a lot of difference. Uh, there are some people out there on the flip side who would uh, gasp at the they don't need a black woman hero in Overwatch. They already have a black man, to which, of course, these people would be very upset because the uh, experiences that men and women have are very different regardless of skin color. So I would actually urge to caution that. The other thing is um, we don't have a black female hero out, but the whole thing of it is there are currently six heroes that are pretty much ready and are ready to go to PTR, so Blizzard's answer wasn't even a, yeah, we're sorry we don't. It's a, we don't yet. The thing of it is, though, people look in bite-sized chunks of the news that we're given. So we were given Ash this week, and people could get really mad. The thing of it is, the developers and creators of Overwatch have probably had a black female character, if one is coming in the next six years or anything, for over a year or a year and a half. They've had the concept possibly for two years. Um, you know, they in their world... It may already exist, it just doesn't exist in ours yet, so that could be something that I would urge to caution. Now, I would say, if Overwatch gets through, uh, let's say, the next five heroes, and you still don't see one, and you see uh, yet another cowboy-themed character, absolutely. I would say at that point, uh, Papa Jeff has a type, uh, and then he needs to be called (laughs) out for it. Um, Yeah. But that being said, something that my wife and I have even discussed, uh, I don't know why, to counter that, Overwatch doesn't do a bunch of gender-bent skins. I think it would be fun to mix up the voice actors and actresses and have them record lines, uh, to suddenly have like uh, Reinhardt's voice actor voicing Mercy and have a male Mercy and then have a female Reinhardt that's voiced by... Uh, I mean, they could have a whole lot of fun with it. Uh, I think that would be a fun event to do. Um, you know, they could... Uh, Overwatch really has enough lore and enough fans that they could do a uh, 
alternate reality, much like Marvel and DC do. So they could be, you know, Overwatch Universe 62 or, you know, whatever you want. You can insert whatever. And they could really give, you know, a lot of fans something to uh, play and something to enjoy and stuff in the meantime. Um, but that might be more work than uh, they're willing to do, and that's fine. But the fact of the matter is the Overwatch roster is a very diverse cast, and no, it doesn't represent everybody, but that's because I don't really know what kind of game could. People are all so vast and different, and they all have such different life experiences and stuff, and I think trying to boil down your identity to a digital avatar in a shooter game is probably not the best way to do it, um, but I get it. I really identify with you know game characters. I get heavily invested into fandoms and stuff like that, but I'll be honest, it's really hard to find a character that represents me sometimes, and that's just how it is. So that's why I've always liked single-player Bethesda games, because I can make one. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like makeable avatars, and in a in a character shooter like this is, it is. I, I get it. It's, it's a little bit different, like you said. Um, it's it's interesting um, because they could have made Ash African American, they just chose not to, and it's a little bit weird. And some people are saying, well, you have these different characters, like a Brazilian DJ, and you get Doomfist and and Farah, and it's like, well, I mean, technically Farah is African American, but not in the well, way. Well, so is Anna. Right. They're tech- they're Egyptian, but like, it it's it's one of those things where at the same time, I I don't know how I really feel about um, almost. Uh, it, it's not even, it's like um, putting, like, people, reducing people's life experiences and skin color and uh, everything about them into a little checkbox of, oh, did we check this off on the game? Are yeah. we woke enough? Yeah. And, I mean, that's that seems like, uh, now, some people would say that um, they want corporations uh, to represent them and do the right thing, even if they're only doing it for money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm a bit of an idealist, and I would rather companies do it because they're passionate and they actually care about people, um, and they're not just doing it for lip service and stuff like that. But, I mean, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to who they have lined up next because, you know, the the hamster, mm-hmm. I uh, really enjoyed him. He's really awesome. If I ever get forced into a tank situation, I used to choose the hamster. He's fun. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to play as Ash, but I will play, continue to play as a hamster. Uh, next up, well, uh, also, let me bring this, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit heavy with the Blizzard Activision stuff, because we, of course, you spoke about Call of Duty, um, Black Ops Well, it's, it's because they messed up a lot this, uh, this, and, this week. Yes. Yes, you gave them love in the beginning, and that's going to pad their fall. Because uh, I didn't even put in our our segment about the Destiny Two and how it's not even performing well like they liked, and it's like, well, I'm okay. Well, I could, I could all, have all I have to say is is uh, playing Destiny Two for free. It's an interesting enough game, and I just have to ask people: um, imagine paying eighty dollars for Destiny Two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember paying money for Destiny 1 and Destiny 1 DLC, and then everyone said, no, nah, Destiny 2's better. And then when I look online and when I ask the people, is it really better? And they're like, it's really not. And then the new DLC, they're like, hey, they really finally fixed Destiny. And I'm like, they shouldn't have, it shouldn't cost you $200 to get to a point where they fixed Destiny. Yeah, um, anyway. it's, it's, it's fun enough. It's, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like if you like Borderlands and you like Halo, uh, you should just play those. 
Yeah. No. no. In all honesty, it's not a bad. It's not really a bad game. I think it's it's all right. I mean, um, I don't think I'll be buying the DLC for it. I don't see myself getting that invested into it. But I think it's nice to have another free to play game. Yeah. I mean, for PC players, it is free to play till November eighteenth, something like that. Yeah, you just have to redeem it, even if you can't install it or play it before then. So Yeah, just redeem there's it. There's really um, no reason not to. Uh, in fact, f- uh, just go log in on your, your mom and dad's tax computer that they use on your Blizzard account and redeem the gift, and then just <laughs> download it later when you ascend to the Master Race. It's, it's, it, it is nice the, to get that The free. PC Master Race, that is, before oh anyone God. takes that out of context. Yep, yep. I'm editing that out. I'm editing your correction out. Um, <laughs> no, not really. Fake uh, news. The next... The next thing of news, uh, more slight glitches. This one's not in a, a, a PR glitch. This one's a game glitch. Uh, we spoke about uh, Fallout 76 deleting my game file earlier, and I had to re-download it. Well, this one's a little bit different. Now, um, there's people on Reddit that say, well, Fallout 76 is the same as Fallout 4, so we can hack it, we can do these other things. There's no actual proof that they're doing these things in-game. Uh, some things like making uh, lockpicking well, easier. And- maybe not for you. I actually have watched a couple of live streams on Twitch of people using uh, speed hacks and uh, stuff like that. Yes, the speed hacks are real, and they 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 canceled yeah. that out today. They um, that's good. They issued a patch for the final beta that got rid of the speed hacks. And well, it was I, a thing. I my thing is I have a much simpler solution. Why don't they just make a cheater only server, like <laughs> cheater only servers? That'd be hilarious. Like like if everyone's running around and they're invincible and all that kind of stuff. Like that would just be absolute chaos and probably a lot of fun. Yeah, because um, uh, didn't it wasn't it Titanfall two that did that? They uh, there was a game that I remember a couple years back that didn't kick you out for cheating. What it is if you were reported and found to be cheating without you knowing it, they moved you to a server with other cheaters. Yeah, and, we, and it was it was a multiplayer game. I I can't remember which one it was, but I think that was probably one of the most elegant solutions I'd ever seen to that like, problem. This this article was from IGN. It says Fallout seventy six, but that's the response to PC hacking concerns and are planning fixes. It says is planning fixes are planning fixes. Uh, but that says it is tracking a number of hacking issues, but that some concerns are inaccurate or based on inaccurate assumptions. Some of them are inaccurate assumptions. Some of them are real things. They did. Obviously, they knew some of them were real because they uh, patched them out today um, in that final beta tonight, whatever. Uh, and they also um, have called into wanting to support mods down the road, but some mods are already able to be added into the game. So, Yeah, and that was uh, pretty much to be expected. Um, yeah. As Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, mods uh, will find a way. <laughs> yes, you know, that was fun I'm pretty way. sure I could um, actually, if I can get a mod to uh, play as Jeff Goldblum in '76, I think I'd, I think I dropped the money on it. You know what I want a mod for? What's um, that? A custom radio station with K-pop. Oh, okay. Speaking, Speaking of, uh, of K-pop, K-pop, yeah. Uh, from uh, PCE Gamer, Andy Chalk wrote: League of Legends characters form a kick-ass K-pop group, perform live at the World Championships, and uh, that song. Did you watch the uh, video? The, oh uh, yeah, I've watched video. it a couple times and stuff. Like it's, it's really I, the cool. song is is fine enough. Like it, it's not it's not my style, but I don't think it's a bad song. But the video is just visually stunning, and I know there are a lot of fans who are very excited to get their hands on those skins and stuff too. Oh, I'm really excited for Kimberly to spend fifteen dollars per skin on those. Um, mm, that's so. 
Yeah. Uh, the, at least the, the, they, at least League of Legends doesn't use predatory practices like loot boxes. That would just be obscene. Oh yeah, at least you know what you're getting. That I will give them that. Um, now, uh, with with the when you buy the skins directly. Um, now with these, th- this this video, if you count the live performance and everything else, it racked up 35 million views on YouTube, which actually makes the song a normal mainstream hit. That's what's really weird. Is that a lot of people that hear this won't even know it's from a video game, much less know what video game it's from. It's kind of an interesting spot as in. So what you're saying is normies get out re. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's kind of like it it became somewhat Fortnite popular, but at least people knew Fortnite was a game, and this one's like, oh, these are pretty anime characters. Yep. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm sure the uh all the uh heavy Korean Korea booze uh just cringed when you said the word anime involving uh Korea. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure they really like that. Oh, they're going to oh, hate me. Uh and our final <laughs> little piece of news, Brie Larson uh, she dressed up as Samus Aran for Halloween, and the article is from, I got it from GameSpot, it says Brie Larson went as Samus for Halloween, wants to be in a Metroid movie. Uh, it doesn't really by... look happy in the picture they used, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, she's got that uh, Scott Pilgrim kind of attitude, like, you know, vegan just means we're better than you. Um, kind of look in her Instagram picture, but uh, this that that would be great. I always thought, like, Jessica Biel as Samus Aran. And the more years passed, I'm like, couldn't be Jessica Biel anymore. Definitely couldn't be Jessica Biel anymore. Yeah, it's not going to be Jessica Biel anymore. So, maybe, with the Mario movie getting made soon, and possibly a Legend of Zelda anime on Netflix, maybe we could get at least a but Netflix If the world really needed another Mario movie, we already have a timeless classic on the first one. I love the first one. I'm glad you brought up the first one because it is a timeless classic. However, I know you meant that sarcastically. Um, no, it's just like Spider-Man 3. It's so good. Why would I need the Andrew Garfield ones? Uh, to then be remade, you know, with, uh, you know, like, we don't need them, you know? Well, we need a Metroid movie, damn it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, one last piece of news. Uh, this just in. Uh, well, not just, just right in. This uh, just in. I just in. imagine you touching your ear to the fake earpiece. Oh, no, I have a real earpiece in. Uh, oh. I got this from Kotaku, Luke Plunkett. Um, but it's kind of somewhat super news, but negative news. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, 70, 70, I meant to end it on Metroid. I really forgot I left this as last. 75% of the Final Fantasy XV remaining DLC just got canceled. Uh, the Whoa. director's up and quit, and so they won't be doing any of that DLC. Yeah, so basically you're going to get um, some Shafted. random stuff for free of charge, and you're going to be able to pay for some multiplayer thing for 10 bucks. It's like, what the hell, guys? This is not how you handle this. This entire episode is basically going to be a bunch of, this is not how you handle this. It's like, this is not how you do gaming. And that was the news. Now we get to actually discuss things with a little more, let's say, varied opinions and a little more detail. Like our first subject. We have three subjects on the board today. We call this section Going In. Oh, we don't call it going in. We definitely we call don't it call going it. in. We're going in on the stuff, you know. 
It's called Deep Dicking with TTS. Our first subject uh, out of three is the PlayStation 1 Classic Games that were revealed. What just happened, and is this what we wanted? So, before... Uh. Before we jump into it, let me just read the na- the games real quick. Don't worry, they're going to be Hall of Fame games. Instant classics. You're going to say, Super Nintendo, what? Here's the games. Battle Arena Toshinden. Cool Borders 2. I Destru- love that game. That's actually the one I'm the most excited about. <laughs> Destruction Derby. Final Fantasy 7, because you can't get that on your phone or anything else. Grand Theft Auto 1, because you know that was the best one. Not San Andreas. Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid 1, Mr. Driller, God, Odd World Abe's Odyssey, Rayman 1, Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. So, um, here's the thing, though. Uh, I'm sure there are some people out there listening to that list, and they said, hey, cool, I like three or four of those games, and that's fine. I'm sure there's at least three or four games on that list for everybody. I would would say that at least, I would say the majority of people would like at least 20 to 25% of all the games on that list and may discover, like, another one or two that are great. Yeah. The problem, the problem is that there's going to be no way to ever add any more games. Yeah. Um, the, and the, the, that Another sucks. problem is, to, for me, I instantly think of, well, you named it the PlayStation Classic. You wanted me to compare this to the Super Nintendo Classic or the NES Classic, right? Like, you mm-hmm. wanted me to, or else you wouldn't have called it the same damn thing. Um, so, $99 for this game system little 40% uh, of the size of the regular PlayStation. Oh, also, it doesn't have the DualShock analog controllers that were introduced with Super Monkey Ball. It has the standard controllers. And once I saw the controllers, I knew, well, I guess there's no Super Monkey Ball. I already knew that. But anyway, $99, 20 games. So I'm paying $20 more than the Super Nintendo for a few games less. And the Super Nintendo gave me Star Fox 2, which was unreleased. Like, it was never released, and they gave it to me on there. So that was neat, just to have that game. But there was a lot of classic games on there. Real classics. And there's so many games on here that they missed out on. Yeah, and and my thing is, looking at the list, you have to to come to one of two revelations. Um, One... The PlayStation wasn't really that good, and most people look back at it with nostalgia goggles, which I don't personally believe. Or two, that Sony isn't necessarily always in touch with its uh, fans and their desires. I, um, I'm just, I'm just yeah. really confused uh, by the list. Well, some of them, like Metal Gear Solid, that's a obvious. obvious. Grand Theft Auto, I'd say obvious. Final Fantasy VII. Those are, like, going to be your ones. Uh, I could see Rainbow Six and Twisted Metal. They were popular. Um, Cool Borders 2, I actually remember playing, and I actually had a lot of fun with it. Um, The rest of them? The only thing I can remember about some of these, like Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey and stuff, 
is that they had a ton of marketing around them uh, back in the day. And I remember seeing the commercials for them on actual television or in uh, the mag- the gaming magazines I used to subscribe to uh, when I was younger. So my only thought is maybe they were the like better selling games. They're no- not necessarily as well liked by fans. I-, I don't know. I don't actually know if that's accurate, but that's the only other thing I could think of. Because, so, you know, parents back in the day would see an ad for a game and they thought all video games were the same, so they would just buy them for their kids if they saw ads for them. I, I want to I wanna name you some names, uh, some games, because I thought the, the Super Nintendo Classic was pretty much almost the best of. It was, almost, it was a Pro Bowl team of, of, of games. Right. right. Uh, uh, let me just name you. They have 20 games here. They could add or they could take away with just a few games I'm going to name. Just franchises. Tomb Raider, Spyro, mm-hmm. yeah. Silent Hill, Parappa the yeah. Rappa, Gran Turismo, Worms. Of course, I named Ape Escape earlier because they couldn't have Ape Escape because they didn't have the damn joysticks. I think um, you said Super Monkey Ball, but I, I thought you meant Ape Escape. Oh. Uh, um, no, yeah, Ape Escape. Yeah, I didn't mean to say Super Monkey Ball. My bad. They, they're kind of the same. Uh, and, and, and one that really confuses me. Okay, one I get, one that confuses me. When I think of PlayStation, I think of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Too. Yeah, no Tony Hawk is, is like, either the first one or the second one. Either one are great. And I, I don't understand that at all. Cause I, I get that's... music licensing. I get that. I get where mm-hmm. that plays into a big deal of you can't just port the ROM of the thing to this PlayStation Classic, which is all they're doing. Um, well, in all honesty, most of the bands that they included on there would probably be happy for any royalty check at this point. Yeah, well, yeah. But also, there's a game that's being re-released on the PS4, um, and it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, there's and no Castlevania either. there either. Yeah. And I'm like, so... So what, like, why were at least eight different games left off when it could have been like, oh, this is the best of, and you already had, like, all of these already had connections with them. Like, you already had Milgar Solid, so we already knew you had Konami, which means you could have easily gotten um, Castlevania and Silent Hill on Mm, there, because you already had that connection. And then the other ones, like Gran Turismo, uh, Super, uh, damn, Ape Escape. Uh, <laughs> um, Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, worms, yeah? Yeah, Worms. Like, there's, there's these games that were... And, and the Spyro exclusive. one is the weirdest to me, because there's Spyro. another Spyro game coming out soon. Yeah, there's so the, um, the why, why would you not? Like, the first one was great, you know? Like, why would you just not include the original and the classic and stuff? And I didn't, I didn't bring up Driver. So, no, Driver... Uh, yeah. In fact, I believe Driver 2, if uh, I'm not mistaken, claimed it was the first car game with actual curved roads. Because yeah. until that one, uh, if a road was going, to, or if uh, you were driving a game, roads were square. Like yeah. they just automatically cut off. Driver 2 changed that because it actually added the uh, geometry for curved roads, and it was incredible. It was actually a fun game. I enjoyed Driver 2. Um, yeah, I'm really... The only thing I could say was maybe it took up too much space, because if I remember correctly, it was a two-disc game. Yeah. But... The, uh, the price point on this really 
shocked me. And then when the games released, the, the list released, I knew I was in for a bad time when Final Fantasy VII was a, was one of their first five games announced. Because I'm like, oh, everyone has Final Fantasy VII. Like, I don't need that. Uh, nobody needs that. It's cool that you have it on there, but I was really hoping for more. I was hoping for more of a best of PlayStation 1 and uh, not like a, hey, here's PlayStation Classic. But then in a year, we may release a PlayStation Classic with different games that are more of what you like. Oh, no. Screw that. I'm not giving Really? That Multiple? Oh, that'd be terrible. It may be terrible, but I can't think of any other reason why they leave off so many games. And uh, I'm, I hate that I'm going to pass on this, but I, I don't even think I'd pay 50 bucks for this because of the, the games list. Cause I think if few... it was 50 I could I could swallow it to do it, but for 100 if it had the ability to add more later on, I would say, sure, that would be worth it. Speaking of greed, and our second topic is the Diablo mobile game. The one that everyone's talking about joyously, I might add. The out-of-season April Fool's joke, you mean. <laughs> there, it's going to be huge, alright? Um, so, the, the of course, we all know about Blizzard and their release of the Diablo mobile game. It's was well, not released, but they announced it. And you, we've all seen that picture float around Reddit or Instagram or Twitter. And it's the empty room, and it's like no one on there to try out the game. <sighs> so yeah, the question is: Are gamers entitled? Does complaining it, it, about I, these I things? I don't think. I think it's it's both. I think. Uh, no, you, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this: that you know, people like to throw the term "gamer" around and stuff like that. Um, gamers, ultimately, despite their product uh, proclivities, are consumers. And the fact of the matter is, yeah. gaming companies, gaming studios, and stuff uh, make a lot of money, a whole lot of money, and they seem to be one of the only industries besides the airlines that can still make an obscene amount of money while treating their customers like they're entitled to spoiled brats for wanting products that they're wanting and requesting. Um, you know, and, and it's it's kind of crazy. So, yes, I do think there's a bit of whining. I do think a bit of people are taking it a little far with their criticism because they wanted Diablo 5 Ultimate Prepare to Die Mega Bucks Edition or whatever on the PC, uh, and they released a mobile game. However... The main problem that I've seen, the actual real critiques that I've seen from people, is that BlizzCon is traditionally a celebration of PC gaming, and to release a mobile game there is tone-deaf to your audience, uh, yes. and some would be, people would say somewhat insulting. The other thing I've seen, and whether this is true or not, I've never actually played it, is that people um, do not like NetEase, the Chinese company who was licensed to make it, because they feel that the majority of their games are simply reskins of the same exact thing. So they don't actually like the quality of the studio handling it. Now, uh, yeah. that being said, if, uh, you know, that'd be like, uh, let's just throw out a random company there. Let's say Best Buy, for instance, is a company that sells things. If Best Buy, one year in November, uh, decided we're not going to carry TVs, and they announced we will no longer carry televisions, and people started going up in arms and started bitching on Twitter and Facebook going, you guys are really dumb. How can you not carry TVs? It would be the same as Best Buy going on the news and saying, wow, uh, shoppers sure are entitled, aren't they? Like, geez. Like, <laughs> Don't wow, you guys have what phones? 
don't you guys have phones? Uh, what about just spoil brats? I mean, it's it's a, a tone deaf decision uh, because yes, the whole thing of it is these companies look at um, the mobile industry. They especially look at uh, uh, the Asian market, and mobile gaming is huge there. From what I can you know glean, Red Dead Redemption Two, the money it made the first weekend uh, versus Infinity War. Just what, what do you what do you think? Are do you, would you find those even comparable, or would you think they're not even close? So it's interesting because it's all entertainment medium, uh, mm-hmm. but it, I've never really heard people comparing like CD sales to DVD sales. So it's really hard for me to want to compare Red Dead to Avengers, even if other articles do like to bring that up. Very right, different. but what I'm what I'm simply saying is I'm not saying they're comparable in a way other than this. They are both uh, consumer-driven industries. Okay. Because yeah. you could make a fen- phenomenal game, and if nobody buys it, uh, it, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to continue to create your art. A lot of people like to dance around with the video games or art thing, and I would say that some games are art, um, but you can't have uh, you can't have uh, heart without the art. Um, but most games are not. Uh, you could say they are art. Um, however, like that that would be kind of a lie. Video games are games. Like music is music. Art is art. Some games are work of art. Uh, some games are not. Some games are just fun, and you have fun playing them and stuff like that. But at the end of the day. The video games industry is still a video games industry, and gamers are consumers. Yep. And if you're not giving the consumers what they want, then you're stupid. <laughs> um, I hate to be that way. And uh, I have just seen a lot of people going, uh, a lot of people on the uh, these gamers are entitled side of the spectrum um, are also the people that defend certain game studios like no matter what. Like they, they never hold them accountable for everything. Uh, typically they're also the people that think CD Projekt Red is the only viable game studio, uh, and that's only because they've only played The Witcher 3 and they never played the first one. Yeah. Love you guys. Hope Cyberpunk is good. (laughs) Really want to play it. So that's the thing that comparison to Crusaders of Light, that's a that's an actual criticism. Um, and that's a concern for people that want to play the game. Now, people that are saying, that, that are literally just saying, well, I don't want to play this because it's not on my PC. And the guy that went up there and said, is this an early April Fool's joke? You know, I don't want to bash that guy that, that made that joke because, I mean, first off, it was funny. Secondly, you, you kind of ask for the hate when you go to a convention that's for your hardcore games and you unveil a product that you describe in defense of this game they described it as a game that would bring more people into their fandom and it's like well then you announce that in a commercial or on youtube you're here Uh, to announce stuff to us i can think of a ridiculous hypothetical example that would uh, get the same point across the people that don't understand because they don't care about blizzcon or they're not into the pc gaming and stuff uh, it would be like if at E3 this year, <laughs> uh, during Bethesda's time, uh, they at the at the point where people thought they were going to announce Fallout or Elder Scrolls, instead they called someone over from Epic Games or even uh, Ninja to, as a spokesperson to announce their new Dovahkiin skin in Fortnite, and they ended on that. Yeah, 
uh, or they, they tried to they tried to slip that in. The thing of it is, there may in fact be a lot of people who would be excited about a Dova King skin in Fortnite. However, a lot of people would probably think at your you know you know your big celebration of your Bethesda games that that would be a little brain dead. And I know that sounds stupid, and a lot of people are like, well, they would never do that. Right. Well, essentially, at BlizzCon, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, you have a celebration of PC gaming, and I hate to be this way, uh, some PC gamers are, in fact, entitled, stuck in their ways, like we just are. Um, most people who spend several hundred, if not thousands of dollars on their PC gaming rigs don't want to play games on their phone. Yeah. Um or if they do, they're probably like Sudoku or like puzzle games and stuff like that because they have something else to play it on. And they didn't go to BlizzCon to look at a uh, at the Google Play Store or the, uh, the iOS App Store. Yeah. And I, I saw a, a uh, animated meme that summarizes this perfectly in how this should have gone. And it has a guy from Bethesda saying, When announcing mobile games, you need to present them as appetizers before the main course. Watch me. We're working on Fallout 4 and Elder Scrolls 6. Until then, here's Fallout Shelter. And he says, Now you guys give it a go. And EA steps up and he says, Commanders is here. It's a new mobile game. Command and Conquer Rivals. And everyone's like, Oh... And then at BlizzCon, slay demons with your family on mobile in Diablo Immortals. And you just had the Bethesda guy that size, because EA and Blizzard, they just, they didn't get it. They don't, they don't get it sometimes. Sometimes they get it perfectly. Sometimes right, and they, oh man, I remember the EA thing with the Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer, uh, yeah. Or they had the two people playing it live. Yeah. And there was, I would, I would just call the atmosphere cringy. Yeah. Like most people were just sitting there kind of staring at I know it sounds funny but staring at two people play on their phones as if it's any different than watching a, a Twitch streamer or, or, or someone do Fallout 76 uh, you know video game footage in the background of a podcast but uh, it just looks weird because the people are on their phones it looks weird because they're on their phones and still we don't gravitate to playing a hardcore game on our phones we may play a hard we may play a game hardcore on our phones but we right. do not play hardcore games on our phones let me tell you I, I, I really get into play gink um, on my phone uh, but I, I can't I, I, I mean I've tried I, I, I you know don't knock it till you try it and stuff uh, I've tried to play Fortnite on my phone and several other games and stuff. And I just, I enjoyed the experience a whole lot more on uh, my actual PC. Yep, yep. That being said, I, I think the mobile gaming market is fine. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't, it's fine. I don't think there's a problem with it at all. Like, I think, cool. Uh, if that's, I've always seen it as more of a gateway, though, that people start playing games on their phone and then probably eventually gravitate towards something um, admittedly better. And hmm. our final... Hmm topic of discussion Smash Brothers Smash Brothers had their final Nintendo Direct and there will be no the new more Plants vs. Zombies uh, it's kind of kind of actually um, now but they had their final Nintendo Direct and of course plenty of you probably saw it uh, most of you probably saw it and uh, it was it had a cool story mode un- unveiling it had new characters it had the spirit mode stuff uh, it, they talked about post launch they talked about pre-order bonus they talked about the additional DLC which has been confirmed that the DLC has already been chosen by Nintendo not by Sakurai so there's not going to be any ballot this time but 
we remember last time Bayonetta won the ballot and King K. Rool came in second. Well, Bayonetta was made for the last Smash Brothers and King K. Rool is in this Smash Brothers. So that ballot did help us at least a little bit in this game. So good job, everybody, voting for my favorite Nintendo villain. Um, but let's just get into the two new, two new characters they announced. They announced Ken in like this cool fight in the middle of a ring with uh, Ryu. And as soon as Ken knocked Ryu out of the ring, bam, uh, Incineroar from Pokemon Sun and Moon came out and was wrestling him. And it was really neat how they explained him because they explained him like a wrestler. Like he's he his his different moves are all named after wrestling moves. And and when you do a move in Smash Brothers, he'll stop and he'll pose, and you can cancel out of the pose. But he stops and poses, and they they have a really cool they they understand what that Pokemon's supposed to be, and they translate it to the character better as well. Also. Uh, if you've seen on Twitter, people are comparing Ken in Smash Brothers to Ken in Street Fighter Five, and they are flabbergasted. Well, the how... thing of it is, they're going with his uh, Street Fighter Two look. Yeah, like, but just I would, the... some would say his classic look. Yeah, just the just the look of the model, just the the art itself. People are like, "Wow, Street Fighter Five really dropped the ball." And I'm and and me looking back at them, I would say Street Fighter Five was made to drop the ball. Did you? Did you buy Street Fighter Five? Because uh, I'm sorry, I, I you know I gotta defend Street Fighter Five when people say it dropped the ball. It only dropped the ball unless you played seventy, you paid seventy four ninety five to get the non dropping the ball DLC. Yeah, that's that was the that was the part where they dropped the ball. <laughs> uh, God, that was an expensive uh, game. Anyway, <sighs> I mean it's this is the age of, of fighters fighting games either going hard or dying off. Injustice Two. Going hard did really oh, well. well. Soul Calibur has uh, Geralt and Two B. Um, you know what fighting game I'm, I have my eye on right now? Yeah, and Soul Calibur didn't sell that hot when it first launched, so it's it's in that in that mode of all right. Let's let's they're they're they're, they're still in the wait and see. They're they're not an instant hit, but we'll, well see. Well, Near is one of my favorite series of all time. So I'll tell you right now, if Smash had added Two B, uh, I would I would have a Switch. <laughs> Well, I mean that's that's fine. They, they, that's they, they they have the cool tactic of adding Geralt and adding Two um, B, and that that may help them. It may not. Um, we also had the fallings of Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, and Street Fighter Five uh, had its its disappointing uh, lifespan, and so we're in this weird spot where the fighting games really have to bring more to the table and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate seems to be doing that they're bringing back every single character yeah Super Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, the whole theme of the game seems to be more yeah just Um, more just yeah like they looked at the landscape and they saw if you don't bring the mostest then no one's no one's gonna buy you and uh, um, make sure you don't have a weird easter egg infinity stone Basically. Well, it's it's one of those things where going back to Overwatch, people used to say, you know, when it first came out, I, I would hear people be like, well, you're not truly a flex player unless you can play everybody on the roster. Ooh. Well, as the roster keeps growing, uh, and there's so much difference in even that game, uh, I would say that that would be very difficult and probably a very stupid opinion. Uh, <laughs> imagine imagine trying to be good with every character in Smash <laughs> Brothers Ultimate. 
it's ridiculous, ridiculous. And when you add the depth of the spirits mode, where you can equip one primary spirit to increase specific stats, then you can you can attach support spirits that can be assigned to primary ones to account for weaknesses of the primary spirit. And then each spirit comes in one of four uh, rarities: novice, advanced, aces, and legends. And then there are three different types, attack, grab, and shield. And, you know, like you have this weird rock, paper, scissors dynamic of attack or, are better against grab, or grab you can against just shield, play Kirby attack. And you win. Yeah. It's like, all right, so you're good at the game. Now get ready for this meta game. And uh, <laughs> then I want to see someone be good with the post launch character, which is Piranha Plant. Like, oh. what? The potted I, plant. I guarantee you, I could I could probably look on Twitter and I could find at least one tweet of someone who's super excited and saying they'll be maining piranha plant. I work with someone, and I told them, "Man, that's gotta be the dumbest idea. Like that's piranha plant. It's so it's basic, and I'm not a big fan of Mario characters in Smash Brothers, which is weird, I know. And <laughs> and uh, and I'm not a, one of those Waluigi kids either. Like I don't want him either. I don't want any of them to quit giving me Mario characters. Um, there's other <laughs> Nintendo franchises that aren't even represented. Just give me some of that. Give me Leon S. Kennedy, damn it. Uh, from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> but, um, he said that Piranha Plant was always his favorite character, and he finally has a game where he can play as the Piranha Plant. And I looked at him and I said, you're a liar. And I don't want to speak to you ever again. And we haven't spoken since. <laughs> <laughs> But then on top Uh-oh. of the free Piranha Plant character, there are five DLC characters that are mysteries, but you can prepay for them in case you, you know, love essentially a fighter loot box. I was going to say that uh, by the time they're done, that will bring the total of characters up to what, 79? Um, yeah. Oh, you know they'll have to add one more to make it an even 80. Yeah, they'll they'll add one more. They'll add one more. They'll add one more. They will. It's got they gotta they gotta. Um, and so they'll probably have me fighters. Who do you think? Who do you think the next uh, one of the next characters will be? I think one of them is Banjo Kazooie. I'm 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 gonna hang my hat on that one. I'm gonna guess one of them is gonna be Banjo Kazooie. Do you think uh, for the hopes of all the people I've seen on Twitter, I've seen so many people talking about it. Do you think they'll ever add G- uh, Gino? from the Mario RPG. No, and I hope not. <laughs> uh, I, I hope so, just because I've seen so many people wanting it. Um, personally, I want um, I want Banjo-Kazooie, and if I just get him out of that five, that's worth $25 to me, and I don't care who the rest are. Don't care who... The, I have, Don't even have another person you want? There's been rumors of, like, non-Nintendo characters that are third-party, and some people have said that it would be either a literal representation of the Vault Boy, Vault Boy, uh, the, you know, little Vault Dude, okay, or Dovahkiin, like, will be in the game because uh-huh. of the ties to Bethesda and trying to, like, make them happy. Um, I would have, if you would ask me... Like, I, would, I would imagine the Dark Soul character... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that would actually be kind of cool. Yep, um, him. Uh, I would have thought if if I had to go third party, uh, Leon S. Kennedy. I know I just I'm trying to will him into existence in Smash, but 
I mean, he's one of the top GameCube game characters, period. And he made that game and kind of saved the Resident Evil franchise at that point in time. So I, I figured he would have been in there, but um, I, I couldn't tell you. Probably another Pokemon. I'm pretty sure they love doing more Pokemon. They'll probably do Waluigi, much to my chagrin. Uh, <laughs> but as long as I get Banjo-Kazooie, that's all I care about. Is there one that you would pick? Uh, that I would pick? You know, besides 2B, you mean a realistic pick? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, well, it definitely wouldn't be an EA character. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Because uh, we know that would that would never, ever happen. Uh, I think one of the Bethesda characters would be kind of cool. Um, I think it would actually be fun to have uh, Doom Guy in it. Oh, if they're going to do one, though. Uh, or BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein. Oh, uh, yeah. But I would think the Doom uh, the Doom Guy character would be probably a whole lot of fun. And um, he, would, he would make sense, like, promotion-wise, because the next Doom, Doom Eternal, it'll be on the Switch. So Right. So that's the thing is, I think, uh, you know, just carrying with that theme and stuff like that, I think Doom Guy or BJ uh, Blazkowicz would be good. Um, you know, they would be, like, fun characters. Because I feel like the the Dova King thing uh, would could be fun too, um, yeah. But do do we really need more Skyrim, uh, or do we need more slashers like with with sword weapons? Maybe, uh, maybe not. Can I do one that will never ever happen, but I can wish? Yeah, uh, I would want to see uh, Matoko Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. Oh my god! Um, just just because I like I just want a game. Yeah, that that would be neat. Uh, some people that will say, never happen. So I mean, you know, I have just as good a chance uh, of her as I do Gino being in it. But you know, or Banjo Kazooie, I guess. I guess that's a far fetched one. Um, a story lot more mode. Likely. I, for, I I forgot to talk about the story mode. Did you see the trailer for story mode? Because essentially, all those gloves become Thanos. They dust everyone, and only Kirby survives. Well, he is the ultimate character, so it makes sense. He, yeah, and he's Sakurai's little pink son, so he survives so that he can save all of the rest of the characters. It looks really cool. I'm really happy. I loved Subspace, Subspace Emissary on uh, the uh, Wii version, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, uh, but this I, I get it. This may not be exactly like Subspace Emissary. may not be platforming with these characters. However, it looks like it's got a story mode. It looks like it's neat. A cool way to unlock people, hopefully. I'm excited for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and it will be the best way to occupy my time on the Switch until Animal Crossing comes out. Looking forward to that Animal Crossing, huh? Oh, man. You are, too. You'll be hearing that music, even if it's just hearing Uh, it from Laura's Switch. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I think we've talked enough Smash, and, uh, I think it's time to talk Smack. All right, and now that we're done with our discussions, ladies and gentlemen, this is the negative zone. And Lee, do you want to go first? Or you want to? Let's. Yeah, you go first. You go first. This is where we trash talk okay. what we held back earlier in the show. So okay, uh, I have a complaint about uh, Black Ops Four since I've been playing it a lot and stuff. And here's okay. the funny part: it's not actually about the game itself. Um, most of the issues that I have with the game. Treyarch's actually been patching it on a pretty consistent basis. Um, I would say there's only a couple 
a couple of specialist pieces of equipment that I um I disagree with having in the game because I think that they're cheesy and a little unfair. Um, but for the most part, they're they're doing a good job balancing. The problem I actually have is with, like we talked about earlier, entitled gamers, and that is the uh, the Black Ops Four subreddit is absolute trash uh, in every way. It is oh, almost snap. nothing but complaining about every little thing, and I I really don't understand it because. Uh, you know, you have the attitude uh, sometimes uh, they're just cosmetics, like, you know, don't worry about it. Um, well, Call of Duty does, in fact, give you a way to grind for every cosmetic that's, you know, going around right now and stuff like that. And people are still complaining that you have to grind too much. It's like, well, that's why it's called a grind. Uh, a. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, literally none of it matters. You know, they keep going, it's stupid I have to grind to get all these uh, sprays and gestures that don't matter anyway. Then why are you grinding? Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. What is it? Why do it? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but, like, ultimately, I think it's it's a little ridiculous, and I, I kind of, um, I have to say that there has been some hiccups and stuff with the game. However, I think they're doing a good job addressing it. Now, my big complaint is I've seen a lot of other games that have come out this year, uh, especially during the beta and stuff, that seem more like an alpha than a beta. Uh, and it seems that a lot of companies practice now is to let the public break it so they can fix it. Yeah, that's what I liked about the Fallout 76 beta, is that there wasn't any, at least on the PC side, and the consoles had issues, but on the PC side, it didn't have any issues, and it, it felt like the regular release of the game, like it didn't have any bugs. Like, there was, I think there was two quest bugs in the first playthrough, and by the second time I played, they were fixed, so... Uh, that was that was nice to see because I've I play a lot of indie games. I've backed a lot of games on Kickstarter, so I know what an alpha looks like. I know what a beta looks like. I've been playing Seven Days to Die and their Infinite Beta Forever or Alpha Infinite Alpha. So Infinite uh, Alpha. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that, and I'm really glad that Fallout 76 is a uh, completed game. And the beta was, I, I think, I think it was accidental because I waited so long. But the beta was really just like a an early sampling. Uh, like the, what do you think of Bethesda's decision to only do Bethnet uh, for the game and not go through Steam or the other major players? Um, I think as far as it, it is a difficult layout. Okay, let me give you give you this. Do it you think different... it's it's a consumer benefit or it's just them trying to get more money? Do you do you see any benefit for the consumer to doing that? I think it's safer. I've I have. Uh, better stability with with um, Bethesda.net than I've had with Steam. I don't like any anything about how Bethesda.net is laid out. The Bethesda app is... It, I could not explain to you at all how to add a friend. <laughs> what year is it? How is it so hard that I don't have any friends because I don't know how to add them? Because the most I can tell is... I have to go to the website on a desktop and click a certain tab to have something else pull up and click it and search an exact username and click follow and hope that they go and they check their notifications, which is in a certain little tab, and they see that I followed them and they click at that moment and then click follow me. And since we follow each other, we're friends. 
why so what you're saying is it just works it doesn't even work it doesn't even just work because you play i use all the different things for how they do like if it's a ubisoft game i like the stability of you play over steam and steam has to open up you play anyway so i usually try to buy my games that are ubisoft games directly through you play uh of course i'm I'm used to that with I, i i will do that with activision um i'll do that with ea and you have to now with EA, but I've always done that with trying to use Origin. Um, I do not mind using their platform for their games. That is fine. Can I, can I ask you a question? This may be a little weird. Okay. I have one example that I've thought of that may actually hurt their sales by doing Bethesda.net, um, and it has to do with the upcoming holiday season. Uh, Steam gift cards... Of course, yep. kids ask for Steam gift cards. Parents yep. know to get them, grandparents and stuff like that. What do you do to gift your uh, little Johnny, your niece or nephew or grandchild or whatever, a copy of Fallout 76 if they're on PC? You give them a prepaid visa like a hooker. <laughs> uh, so I think no it's going to kind of hurt them in that. You know? It's, it's going to hurt them in the gift card game. Uh, they are putting a, a decent amount of physical copies of the game out. Not actually physically, but just, you know, like a case with a little code in there. So that's neat that they'll be represented in stores. That'll actually give them a little bit of a leg up uh, when it comes to people that aren't PC gamers per se. But right. also, um, the, the good and bad is that, like, Bethesda players that they, that may be playing this, they may be more of a console player. Maybe. 90% of the people I know playing this game are on PC. But right. the casuals that would be gifted it and not buy it possibly would be playing it on console anyway. The, the bad part about that is that I have yet to see a console run this game properly. <laughs> and it's it's on a console, it is literally the definition of it just works. Mm. And, and see, that's one thing. It would be very difficult for someone coming over to PC uh, used to the ease of console to do something like add a friend on Bethesda.net and just very simple things. It would things, be very so. hard. It would be very hard. Um, and it, it's very... It's it's confusing, and you know what? My main thing about it is I wish it was more online. I was thinking the world would be like Elder Scrolls Online was, where it was like all these people everywhere, and it's right. not. There's you. I seek out people. I will pay the caps to fast travel near a place where there are more people, just because I I like that. I like the traveling in groups. I like, you know, I like Bethesda Borderlands. It's neat. It's very fun. <laughs> Um, the world itself is very cool. All the new villains, and it's is really, really awesome. And uh, the quests are really cool. And there's, I made it uh, a a point on my playthrough uh, for the beta to not read the lore that was everywhere. There was so much reading. There was so much. There was there's holotapes. There's reading. It's so cool. It's the most connected to the 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 pre-war world of any Fallout game and it's, there's a lot of reading and a lot of cool lore and I can't wait to get back in there and read it um, but I, I would like to do that with with friends that also enjoy the uh, enjoy the lore because if you're just you know palling around with strangers um, 
And thank God there's they're going to institute push-to-talk because some people need push-to-talk. But palling around with strangers and they just want to keep going and it's like, well, I'm going to read this terminal and all of the different inputs and stuff on there. And, right. Uh, I, I can't wait to get back in there and, and get into the lore itself and the quests are really cool. And I, I really like the hook and I can't wait. I, I have a feeling of what they're going to do whenever they expand the game. It's just going to be a big map expansion and I can... I, I can't wait to see what they do because this map is so huge and varied already. Well, that's really great. But uh, I thought we were supposed to be complaining. Let's get to something that you're not as passionate about. This okay, let's talk yes. about root as and much as I hate Bethesda Cowboys. <laughs> let's talk about root and tootin' Cowboys too. Red Dead Redemption Two is, you know, if I gave it a a glor- a shining review. And I did it honestly. I would say this is the best thing you could do with your time if you have exactly zero else to do. Um, it is, which is a is, ringing endorsement. It's slow. It's as they like to say it with a positive spin on it. Meticulous. Uh, there's the map isn't that big, um, which is very surprising. It feels way smaller than Grand Theft Auto Five as far as the map goes. Way smaller. And that's probably a good thing, because uh, there's so little to do in the world. There's like, oh, well, you look at all these... Everyone's posting these videos of, hey, you can find this. Look what I found. Look what I found. I'm like, well, that that's cool and all, but I didn't spend, you know, $60 um, pre-ordering digitally this game uh, for a decent to good main story, side missions that are blah... And a world where there may be a random guy sitting on a log cooking some stuff, or there may be a random KKK encounter. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. Give me some really, really insane characters, or give me some really cool stuff to do. Let me run through my camp so it's not a five-minute walk from my horse to my bed so I can sleep because the game makes <laughs> you sleep and makes you eat and makes you drink at certain times, and you can't just continue the story. Sometimes it makes you spend several days cutting wood and just hunting bears before the next quest will pop up. Like, like just take away the meticulousness. Make it a video game because that's what it is. It's a video game, and if I want to get in there and I'm not happy with your world, I'll never get through your story because your world has bored the shit out of me. Uh, I have fallen asleep playing this game. I swear wow. on my life, I have fallen asleep with the controller in my hand. I wasn't even wore out. I just fell asleep playing this game. So what you're saying is you liked it. It is a quality game made by professionals. They put a lot of detail into it. It has a lot of a lot of detail. But I feel more like I'm walking through a detailed piece of art than I am experiencing and interacting with a video game. And those are two different experiences and should be two different price points with different expectations. I want anyone to know this that hasn't played this game yet because I've not given any kind of story spoilers or anything like that because that's unnecessary. Um, if you liked Red Dead Redemption 1, you may not like Red Dead Redemption 2 unless you have a lot of free time and you really, 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 either really, really want to like this game, then you'll like it. Or if you really just want to walk around and look at little details, 
cool. You'll probably like it. But I play a lot of indie games. And they're the big section of indie games that are very, very, very well-made, high-quality textures, and very detailed. But they are walking simulators. They are... That is their game. That is their niche. Red Dead Redemption shouldn't be a walking simulator. But most of the time... Most of the time it is. Mm. So... Yeah, and I know I know that you're just you're not just complaining for no reason and stuff no, like that. I, it's you know I'm a big like I'm a big like groupie for Rockstar. You know that like I defend Rockstar up and down, and I champion the Grand Theft Auto Five since it made all its money. It can go ahead and claim it's the greatest game of all time. Like I'm in Red Dead Redemption One was so good I bought it like twice, and I bought the DLC twice. Like I. I I do love these these games, but this game isn't a video game. And that brings us to the end of the show, and that means that this has been the Gaming News Power Hour, brought to you by Take This Studios. We would like to thank you for listening and hopefully subscribing, and even more hopefully, generously sharing. Don't forget to check us out. Uh, check out our previous episode that really stays eternal with the great Fallout debate where we debated Bethesda's single-player Fallout games and which one was the best, which was, you know, Fallout 3. Which was definitely New Vegas. Uh, and then Josh isn't here, but he represented Fallout 4. Um, be sure to follow us collectively on all social media at Take The Studios, and you can follow us individually, myself, at SYCO1316. And me at Hannah Nelson, that's H-A-N-A-H, N-I-E-L-S-O-N. And be sure uh, to share us with your friends. And if they can't find us on a podcast service, please tweet at us uh, to let us know what podcast service they're using because I am pretty sure we're approved for everybody. I just want to make sure because this is our first time being our own individual channel, which is pretty cool. But also, you know, we got to make sure we dot all of our I's and, and include everybody. Also... You can tweet at us if you think Red Dead Redemption is a great game, because I love hearing different opinions, especially when people love to treat them as facts. I mean, it's okay as long as you don't think Arkham Knight was a good game. We're fine. Oh my god, the Arkham Knight podcast from back in the day. Anyways, <laughs> that's our cue to go home. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye! <laughs>
I've actually been going around Bethesda.net just to try to do some stuff that I've seen. Uh, do like you see other... what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's 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 archaic. Did you try uh, to add me? I'm just doing some uh, accounts. No, no, I'm just trying to do just some basic account settings. And uh, going to linked accounts, uh, it apparently thinks my Google Play account <laughs> is linked to this account. And... Uh, it's like to unlink it, you have to, it. It doesn't even have a like an actual link. 
it has like a URL you have to copy and paste in the search bar like a damn savage. So it doesn't uh, have a link, it has a tingle. It's so funny, like Get it? I'm like looking at this like you you've you've gotta be kidding me. Thank you.